0: I've
1: never told this story to anyone. It took me a moment or two to realise what I'd just agreed to. The first mistake that I ever made in my life. She said, I'm leaving Broome now, I'm coming to meet you. The memory lasted forever.
0: Wanted young dynamic people to join our dog sledding family.
1: All I know is that
0: it was like a shockwave going through my body. Hello, I'm Jess Ong, and welcome to the last episode in Season 3 of our podcast. In Darwin, where we're based, the name Timmy Duggan is one of the more familiar ones. Timmy was, after all, the first Territorian to play in Australia's National Basketball League at the height of the basketball hype in the 90s. Talking basketball cards, Magic Johnson, probably Space Jam. Sit back and listen to where it all began starting with the old Daly Street basketball courts and four, yes, four hoops in the backyard.
1: So I want you to picture this. I'm 20 metres out on the basketball court from my hoop. Uh, Basketball court is about 28 metres in length. I'm playing in Cairns for the Cairns Marlins. This is back in 1998. And uh, we're playing for the Queensland State League basketball title. The clock says five seconds to go. I receive the pass from my teammate. I turn and swivel to avoid the defender. As I'm about to let go of the leather sphere, I say a prayer to my Nana. I said to Nana, please make this go in 20 metres from the basket. So my hoop dreams began just over here at Daly Street watching my uncle and my dad play. And um, later on at the um, Marara Basketball Stadium. Realising my love of the game, my father had a bit of a master plan to keep the local kids and myself away from doing bad things, you know, criminal activity and drugs and alcohol. His master plan was to put four basketball hoops up in the backyard Two of these hoops were netball hoops, attached to a board. One was a metal bar, attached to a meat like a butcher cutting board. <laughs> and the fourth one, speaking of criminal activity, my best friend John Boy Armat, rest in peace. He came to me because we, we went to school in Milner, and there's a local the local pub there, the Dolphin Hotel. Local people remember that hotel. He came running after school. I said Timmy. There's a basketball hoop laying on the ground, a dolphin. All right, we need another one, we only got three, we need one more. <laughs> so we both went around there, you know, nine, ten years old, and we seen it, lay- it was laying on the ground, we didn't actually take it off. It was laying on the ground, it was meant to be. <laughs> and we tried to pick it up, but we couldn't. Uh, so I told my grandfather the next day, because it was actually heavy for us. And my grandfather came the next day, picked us up from school, and we put that, that hoop in the car. <laughs> And there was the four hoops. So that's where my love of the game be- began. And, and a lot of the local legends, uh, like Michael McLean in the basketball, uh, I see his sister, uh, Danielle, here tonight, would come around and play. And the, and the backyard quickly turned from grass to dirt. So I'm playing in a local high school basketball comp here in, in Darwin. I was actually watching. And then I got invited to play. And I end up making the, um, the high school basketball team. But there was only one problem. I was still in primary school. So the coach uh, that identified me and selected me, uh, Steve McGugan and another coach, Doug Garvey, they, they stayed in touch for the next five years, enticing me to make the move from Darwin to Sydney, to the big smoke of Sydney. Steve would send me videos because there's no emails back then or DVDs. This was around 88, uh, 89. Send me videos and other resources to try and better myself. And one particular video was one of Michael Jordan, uh, "Come Fly with Me," and I used to wag school to go and watch this video. So I made the move to Sydney, and I'm waiting at the baggage carousel, and waiting, waiting, waiting for my, for my bags to come out. And, th- and everyone said, "Oh, it's going to be hard, you know, moving away from home." And to this day, I, I was a 15-year-old kid. I-, I still haven't seen those bags. That's not funny. Uh, no. Nah. And it had a lot of sentimental items, uh, like photos and and stuff that I had in there. So I went back to the place that I was staying that night, and I I was waiting for the breeze from the louvers, like our our house in Milner. I was waiting for the whisper of the fan, and I actually cried myself to sleep that first night. And um, I I thought back to, to, to my nana, because in Darwin here, I had two homes. In Milner, I had my house, my parents' house, And I had my nanas, which was down the road in the same suburb. And uh, my my grandmother, I thought back to her story, being taken away from her her, um, Warramungu country in Phillip Creek, just north of Tennant Creek, to the Dixon home here in Darwin, back in the 1940s. And she never saw her mother for another 20 years. And I thought, well, if she can do that, the hardships that I faced in Sydney uh, were nothing compared to that. And that kind of gave me the drive and the and the will and the motivation. My nana in that first year, uh, she would write letters to me, obviously no emails again, Uh, this was 1993, and throughout the course of the year I could notice her handwriting deteriorating. Uh, She was passing away from cancer and she ended up passing away uh, at the end of 93. I obviously used that as motivation. Um, I had this burning desire, so I'd take 400 shots every day whether it be in my backyard here in Darwin, when I could, or in basketball stadiums around Australia. And um, I ended up making the move to Cairns. And the coach at the time gave me the keys to my stadium, so this was like my second home. And it kind of reminded me of my backyard here in Darwin. I would go in there at night with my other teammates from Cairns and we would um, shoot with no people in the stadium, just us and the hoop. So let me take you back. To that shot that I started off with. I need some involvement. And first I'm going to put a bit of whistle here. Okay, that means I've got your attention. I need a countdown, all right, to take you back to that shot in cans that I started off with. Okay, we're going to count down from five. Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. So I launched it. As soon as it left my hand, I knew it was going in and it went straight through the net string music swish nothing but net and as it went in as it went in i acted all calm but inside i was really excited and it gave us the momentum to win the um the, the queensland state league basketball title this was in 1998 and then a couple of couple of weeks after that we won the national title australian basketball association title because we had a such such a good year i got a phone call about a week later from the Brisbane Bullets, team that I idolised as a kid. I said, Timmy, uh, we want to offer you to come down to Brisbane, play at the Brisbane Bullets. And then I said, um, give me a couple of hours to think about it. I called them back and I said, uh, I'm going back home to Darwin for a little rest and a break. What an idiot. What an idiot. That, that was my biggest regret of my whole basketball career was rejecting that offer to go play with people that are idolised like Leaping Leroy Logans and and, and the Brisbane Bullets. So I've been, I've been back home now for about 10 years and I use my Hoops for Health program. And We go into Dondale uh, weekly, every Saturday morning, uh, the Dondale Youth Detention Centre. Where the Dondale Youth Detention Centre is housed now used to be the old men's prison. And every time I walk in there, it reminds me of visiting my grandfather in the early 80s. That was his home for a year. Now it's the home for these kids who, don't, who some of them, as we've heard before, may not have a home. I think back to my dad's master plan of keeping me out of Dondale and, uh, and other places. So now I'm surrounded by all girls, my daughters. Now I've got to put up one hoop, maybe two hoops, three, maybe four. So they can hear the sound of the string music, the swish, nothing but net.
0: Timmy told his story at our event where the theme was home. And if you want to see that buzzer shot that Timmy talks about in his story, look up Timmy Duggan buzzer beater on YouTube. Now, I met Timmy outside Dondale Youth Detention Centre one dry season Saturday morning. It was pretty cool, so I had to ditch my usual singlet for a t-shirt. We met under a tree, where everyone goes to have their cigarettes, so the ground was covered in little butts, burnt right to the orange tip, kind of like everyone was savouring that last moment. Timmy sat on the curb, and I sat on one of those plastic chairs you get in high school. And now that the mangoes have dropped and the magpie geese are squawking, this type of meeting would be 100% sweatier. Jimmy and I had a fascinating conversation about growing up in Darwin. We compared notes, our loves and challenges that come with this tropical town. And echoing behind us was the sporadic shout and rumble from the jail. The wet season has arrived, and so we're going to enjoy the rain for a little while. But stay tuned because we'll be back in your ears in just a few months with more tales from this remarkable corner of the world. This podcast episode featured sound editing by Rosa Ellen, music by Lajlo Hassani, story production by me, Jess Ong, with funding support from Darwin International Airport. Thanks for listening.